Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle and I will be your host and guide. On today's podcast, I want to talk about a topic that is very present in the collective. And that is about dating other people when you and your twin flame are in separation. Also, don't forget to stay to the end of the podcast where you'll be able to hear another Twin Flame share their journey so far and learn how you can send your Twin Flame share in to the podcast. Okay, let's begin. So we meet our Twin Flame, right? And because the feelings and energy we experience with them are unlike any other feelings or energy we've ever experienced with anyone else, it can be so hard to conceive of dating other people get it. I totally understand. Right. And this question comes up when we're in separation. Should I date other people? Now, before I dive into dialogue around dating other people, I feel it's important to revisit the concept of twin flames. So twin flames, as you probably know, are two people who carry the same soul blueprint, the same energetic blueprint at the soul level. So what does that mean, the same soul blueprint? Well, let's look at synonyms of blueprint. Some of these are a design, ground plan, master plan, roadmap. So at the soul level, you can think of it as you and your twin flame carrying the same soul design, having the same ground plan, the same master plan and or roadmap. And so I invite you to pause right now, take a minute and let your first instincts answer these questions. What do you think you and your twin flame soul design is? What do you think your master plan is? What about a ground plan? What is your ground plan? And what is the roadmap? Now, if you've been on this journey a while, you probably know and have experienced that this twin flame journey is first and foremost a spiritual journey back to who you really are, right? Which is a being of light and love and divine source energy, right? And in being in union with mind, body, soul. And when you make this journey back to divine love and become in union with the divine in yourself, you become devoid of any need or want or desire for your twin flame. Because in this place, you've already found the feeling and energy you experience with them. But the difference is, this time you found it within yourself, right? Because they're our mirror. They're your mirror. And when you're in this place of union with the divine, they will be magnetized to you. They are magnetized to you. It's universal law. And in this place, the love you have for them is the same love you have for yourself and the world. And so if you're with them, that's great. And if you're not, in all honesty, that's great too. It won't matter because it's all love, right? And in this place, you, you'll see the bigger picture and all manifestations are for the highest good of all. So now I also want to add to this discussion the concept of twin souls because that connection is different than twin flames. Twin souls are twin flame-like. But the difference is twin souls can actually come together before they're enlightened, right? Before they finish their spiritual journey. And these souls go on the spiritual journey together. It's similar to soul mates, right? 
But from what I know and have experienced, twin flames can only come together when the divine feminine comes into union with divine soul energy and, the, and then and that place the masculine lines back up into his enlightenment, right? So both have ascended and are enlightened. I mean, this is a serious ascension path. <laughs> this is like no joke, right? Should you choose to embark on it? But for many of you, you might be twin souls. So it won't be as intense. And there does have to be like the same, from what I understand, the same sort of concepts fall into place, but you can come together before you get to enlightenment, right? And I did a podcast on this and the episode, you can go back and listen to it, is episode 57. Okay, so this dialogue around dating other people applies to both twin souls and twin flames. Now, I know it can be hard to date other people after you've met your twin flame, right? And I believe this choice to do so is going to look differently for everyone. But here's the bottom line. Right now, if your twin flame is unavailable, if you're in separation and they're unavailable to be with you physically, mentally, and or spiritually, then we have to look at the truth, right? The truth is they're unavailable, right? And especially for twin flames, getting to enlightenment may take a while. And now the argument may come back and it may be, but they're my twin flame, my twin soul. I'm supposed to be with them. I just know I'm supposed to be with them and no one else comes close to what it's like with them. And I might counter with, you know, for argument's sake, well, if you're meant to be with them, you'll be with them. But why not date in the meantime, right? But then it may come back, but what if I meet someone that I could see myself with and then I have to make a choice, right? And that answer, my friends, will only, only you will know that answer. That is the highest answer and best answer for you. But let's go deeper, right? I invite you to go deeper. So first, what is it your twin flame gives you that no one else does? And secondly, is this something that you can give yourself? Because remember, they're your mirror, right? All those feelings you feel for them are what your soul is crying out for you to feel for yourself, right? I mean, it's rare that you'll find, I mean, I don't know, maybe there are twin flame teachers out there who say that, the goal of this journey is romantic union. I don't know, but I just know it's a spiritual union and a spiritual journey. And it's about ascension and enlightenment. That's what I know. It's about coming back to unconditional love. So remember, they're your mirror, right? We want to take all these factors into consideration. And then the next layer is to look at what is your narrative around your twin flame story? Because we all have one, right? What is the story you tell yourself? Like one, you know, one day they'll change or we're meant to be together. I know it. Whatever your story is, or once they change, we'll be together or, you know, I don't know. We all have stories. So tune in, see what your narrative is, see what your story is. And that narrative, believe it or not, right now is creating your future and it's informing your future and it's informing whether or not you choose to date other people. So now check in and see if that narrative you have is any different from the first answers you came up with around your soul's blueprint. Okay, next, I invite you to look at what you want in a romantic partner, right? Notice what things are need that you need and desire and what things are based on unconditional love. Get super, super clear about what you want in a romantic partner right? Because the other thing to remember, to gently remember, is a soul partnership 
may be a lot easier than a twin flame partnership, romantic partnership, because a soulmate won't trigger you as greatly, right? Until you're healed to a large degree, the push and pull dynamic of a twin flame relationship will always exist until that push-pull energy neutralizes out, right? When you come together before you're ready, potentially this could do damage and you could push each other further away and delay union. When your twin flame is not with you and is in separation from you, from their higher perspective, they are doing it in service to you. They are doing it because they love you so deeply. They are doing it because being together may hurt you more than them. They are doing it to protect you. And I think that is so important and valuable to think about. So now lastly, ask yourself, and here's the big question. Ask yourself if you're waiting for them. And if you are, how long are you willing to wait? And now I'm going to gently bring in some tough love around waiting. Because waiting, my dear friends, waiting is not living. Living is either doing or being. Waiting is neither, right? The masculine energy is doing. The feminine energy is being and being is receiving, right? Fully present, fully in faith and trust, in the moment, creative, in flow, right? Waiting is neither doing or being, right? In being or doing, there's no need or want. There's not even desire because we're so in the present moment, right? Waiting, waiting becomes a victim energy. Like for example, a slight, like a really light example, even if we're waiting in line, say at a coffee shop, are we present in the line? Are we on our phones? Are we busy doing something? Cause we don't want to just be right. Are we being in the line or are we a victim to the line? Impatient with the line, frustrated with the line. Are we open to this experience of what standing in that line is just being present, taking in the energy of the room and the people in front and back and the scent of the coffee or the tea, you know, all that stuff, feeling your feet on the ground, seeing what it's like in your body to be in that space. Or are we upset because things aren't going the way we want because we're impatient. Now, I understand that this talking about waiting may feel a little triggering. And, and of course, you can always shut this off at any time. But I chose to to gently go into this because I feel like it's better to talk about this than to live in one of the biggest regrets people have in life, right? And the regret that they have is that they didn't live fully and at their full potential and taken all that life has to offer, right? The biggest regret is waiting for something that may or may not happen, right? Not living in trust and faith and not living. So I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Your twin flame will not want you to wait. Unless they've asked you to wait, I don't advise it, right? So all that being said, we can choose to date or we can choose not to date. And we can choose to focus on our healing or we can do both. But what I don't advise is to wait because there's no value in that. Because waiting is not, waiting is different than being in faith. Because when you're in faith and trust, if you have 100% faith and trust that you're going to be with your twin flame, then you're in, you're in being energy and you're living and you're living your life. 
And if experiences come up and you're in the present moment and you have full faith and trust that you're going to be with them, then if there's an option to date, you'll know whether you should date or not, right? Being with them doesn't mean you can't date because that puts rules and conditions on it, right? So if you're not with them, what are the rules and conditions you're placing on yourself? And is that loving? All right. So again, just things to all think about. So because through dating, like, of course, chances are good, you're going to miss your twin flame, right? And that'll just show that just shows us where we have healing to do. Because what we miss about them more than anyone else, they're our mirror, we're missing that about ourselves, right? So through dating, we can actually learn more about ourselves. We can see by who we're dating what's hiding in our unconscious. Like, for example, if we keep dating people who are unavailable, then we have a chance to see where we have healing to do and what part of ourselves is unavailable, unavailable to love, right? That's what, because remember, our unconscious is, until it's healed, until we've brought everything up and made it conscious, our unconscious is what's making our choices. And that makes our dating choices. And that is who we're in resonant worth. If our unconscious is like loud down there, it is the resonant energy that is attracting the people we're dating to us. So it's not to be judged. It's it's a great way to explore and see where we are and see what type of people are out there, right? Being open. What is our approach to dating? Do we approach dating like we approach life? Are we approaching it with love and an open heart? Are we approaching it fearfully, right? We get to see how we approach life. How we approach dating is how we approach life. There's an old saying, how we die is how we live. Do we just want to wait to die? No, we want to live. I, I don't know about you, but I want to live fully every moment to the fullest. Do I always know? But that's my goal. That's my intention. And it does get better every day, right? So through dating, we also may have a blast, right? We may have a great time. We may get out of our heads, have new experiences. We may be exposed to new people in their groups, right? We may do something we've never done before, right? Or we may also get our heart broken again. And that's okay. Then we get to heal it. And go and see where what healing work we have to do, right? Or we may learn we're not ready to date. And that's okay too. There's no rule that says we have to date or we don't have to date, right? But we get to make a conscious choice to date or not to date. And we may choose not to date to take the time to heal. But if we choose not to date because we're waiting for our twin flame, then we have to know that waiting is similar to putting our romantic lives on hold, Right? And there's nothing about the twin flame journey that says wait. In fact, here's the biggest thing. If, if you take anything from this episode, may it be this. Waiting energy will more than anything repel your twin flame. So whether or not to date is up to you. You'll know when you're ready to do so. And there's no harm in it. I see no harm in it. If anything, it will probably magnetize your twin flame back in. However, we can be mindful to date because we want to, not because we are dating to lure them back in. Because if we did that, that would be codependent behavior. So only you know what is best for you, right? And it's a great topic to explore what the resistance is to dating, what the fears are, what the blocks are. These are all just great self-exploratory topics. 
So now all that being said, this topic in itself was not easy, right? Because our hearts are so magnetized toward Twin Flame. That love is so enormous. I get it. It can be difficult to conceive of anyone else coming close. I really, really, really understand. But just like divine source energy loves everyone equally. When you get to the place of union energy rather than separation energy, dating will become fun because your resonance will be so high and loving and you will attract the same type of loving person. And if should you choose to be with them, you'll create a fabulous life. Remember, we are the creators of our lives. We aren't at the mercy of our twin flame. We can't be. They have divine will. And there is divine timing. However, if we are living our lives just waiting for union, we aren't free and we aren't really living. Divine union begins with you, right? You're the most important creation you can work on and you are worth that. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, please only take what resonates. And if you're looking to meet other listeners, we have a private Facebook group called Alchemical Soul. You can search for it under groups. And I just ask that you respect each other's privacy and boundaries. And if you would like to share your own Twin Flame story, your experience so far, you can email me either a five to 10 minute voice recording of your story, or you can email in text form your story and I will read it and send either of those to twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. Don't forget the 11, twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. Now, please join me as I read our next powerful, moving, and profound Twin Flame Share. My story goes back to September 2011. My friend and I traveled to NYC and spent two weeks there. We had the best time of our lives. It was not until my last night in NYC that I met my TF. That night, we spontaneously ended up at a nightclub. On the dance floor is where he approached me. We were attracted to each other immediately. We danced and spent the last minutes in the early morning holding each other on the stairs of a brownstone. It just felt right and familiar to be in his presence. I will never forget as my cab was driving off. I looked back out while he was sitting on the stairs just to get the last glimpse of him because I knew that it will be a long time until we see each other again. We exchanged social media and I did hear from him when I got back home and our conversations were short and I used to wait for him to reach out because I never did, mainly because of fear and low self-esteem. He was this handsome model. Why would he be interested in me? A couple of months later, he messaged again, and we talked, but I was kind of standoffish and failed to express any kind of feelings. Soon after, he got into a relationship. I moved to NYC for school, and to make a longer story shorter, I had an opportunity to move to his city in Europe. I decided to message him. He never responded or opened my message, and that really took a toll on me. I decided to unfriend him on Facebook, thinking that it would help me stop thinking of him, but it did not. 
In January 2013, I was in his city, hoping maybe I would bump into him. After four months there, I finished an internship and was hoping to get a job, but instead went through the darkest period of my life. I got depressed and just felt the worst. On top of that, nothing was going for me. I moved back home and started over, pulled myself out of the darkness, began working and saved money to move back to NYC and finish my degree. Years passed and I fell in love, got married and had my daughter. I realized in the end that nothing will ever make me stop thinking of my TF. And 12 years later, nothing has changed. That is also how I realized I wasn't crazy. I met guys and had a connection with them, but nothing compares to this connection with my TF. Even after being in a separation for this long, there doesn't go a day he doesn't pop up in my head. There have been so many times I wanted to reach out to him and express my feelings, although it never felt like it was the right time, especially since he got engaged. I see him in my dreams, and most of the time I keep my distance. For a long time, I thought I was the chaser in this dynamic, but I realized that maybe I'm the runner. This is the first time I was able to tell my TF story because my friends wouldn't understand a TF connection. It took me years to figure it out myself, and for so long, I was trying to convince myself I was delusional. Currently, I'm going through a separation with my husband, and I just want to focus on myself and my daughter. I have accepted that if it's meant to be, it will be, and my happiness lies within me. And if I don't ever see my TF in this lifetime again, it is okay. Michelle, thank you for creating a great podcast and a platform where TFs can share their stories.